Hi everyone, just want to say a massive thank you for choosing to listen to my little show called Spill It. Spill It is filmed live every Wednesday at 7pm via Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. Viewers can interact with the show by leaving comments. For more details of Spill It, head over to the Facebook hub at www.facebook.com forward slash spilling it. So however you're listening to this, make sure you sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hi everybody, my name is Marcus. Welcome to this little show that I like to call Spill It. Spill It is a show where I get to speak to people from all over, from all different walks of life, about whatever they want to talk about. They can come in, they can speak about their favourite hobby, they could talk about their favourite movie, their favourite TV show, whatever they want. It is a show for you guys. So if you want to come on the show, all you have to do is get in touch, let me know, and you can come on and you can talk about what you want to talk about. If you haven't checked out our other episodes yet, make sure you do. You can like the Facebook page, you can go onto the YouTube, or you can go onto Twitch. All the previous episodes are on there. You can go on there and check out all... This is the 33rd episode, guys. But you can go back and check out all other 32 episodes that I have done so far. Don't forget as well to like, comment, and share as soon as you get in here and you say hello. Make sure you drop that in the comment. Say hello to me because it'll be it'll be nice of you to say hello. That'd be really, really good of you. <laughs> and when you drop a comment, it means that I can do things like this. Michael from Barbados is in. Hi, Michael. Hope you're okay. Shah is in as well. Hi, Shah. Thank you so much for joining. Stephen is tagging away. Thank you, Stephen. Keep tagging, guys. Keep tagging. That'll be... That'd be brilliant. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining in. Keep it going. Keep keep the comments coming in. Make sure you've liked it and make sure you share it as well. It is super, super important because it means that people get to watch it. People who you might not think would like it might actually like it. And there's other episodes as well. You know, we're bringing people into the Spill It fold. Spill It is a show where we have three different principles. We want to connect people together. We want to inspire people. And we all want to learn. Every day is a school day, and I like to think that I know absolutely everything, and I definitely don't know everything. So every day is a school day for me. You come, you come into here, and you teach me some stuff as well. My guests teach me stuff. My guests teach you stuff. We're all learning together. Nag's in the house. Hi, Nag. Evening. Karen says hi. Hi, Karen. Guys, brilliant. Keep the comments rolling in. Keep them rolling in. This is episode 33, the Hodgepodge Queen, and we have got the legend that is Miss Vinegar Strokes joining us at 7.15pm, and I cannot wait for this episode. She's popped up. She's in the green room. She's waiting. I saw her. <laughs> Guys. This is going to be a really good episode, and I hope that you really enjoy this episode too. So make sure that you've hit that share button. But before we bring her out, let's have a bit of a heart-to-heart. It's lockdown. We are on week four. How are you guys doing? Let me know. Drop a comment. Are you okay? Are you coping? How are you coping? How have you made the best out of this situation? Have you done something differently? Drop a comment and let me know how week we are now up to week four. So what have you been doing differently to get out of your 
little bubble, if you will, not literally, because obviously stay at home, be safe. But what have you been doing to get out of that little bubble? What have you been doing differently? Drop a comment and let me know and let's discuss it. I'm hoping that you guys are all right. That's the main thing, isn't it? I, what have I been doing? I started the Couch to 5K. Now, for those who know me on a personal level, I used to run 5K uh, runs all the time. I used to go to the park. I used to go to Avon and Park in Preston, uh, do three laps of that, which would be 5K. I used to do that on a Saturday. I used to do park run challenges as well. I used to do that all the time. And I could easily just put on my trainers and go, you know what, going for a run. And I could run between 5 to 10K and not feel it. It'd be absolutely epic. But I haven't run in so long that I have struggled. So what I wanted to do was to wanted to do the 5 the Couch to 5K. Now, for those who don't know what the Couch to 5K is, simple app that you can download for free on your phone, and it trains you week by week. It puts you on a different sessions that you can uh, go out, and it basically tells you, okay, so you're going to run for this much, uh, this many seconds, and then you're going to walk. And it helps you with your breathing and pacing yourself and getting you trained up to basically do a 5K run. And you do that over nine weeks. It is a really good program. And I urge anybody that wants to get out of the house and do a bit of daily exercise and you want to actually start doing a bit of a run, then definitely do the Couch to 5K. There are other things out there. Carol, for example, she's coping by doing squats. <laughs> I hate squats. I hate squats. So I had my PT sessions with Marcus, who was on a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, I hate squats. But at least you're coping and you're doing you're doing it by squats, which is awesome. Stephen started jogging now, ready for uh, to run 56 miles in February for cancer research. Well done, Stephen. That's a massive achievement. Uh, if you keep, please keep us noted with that as well, and I'll gladly read out some uh, some things for you um, on the show. And tell you what, if you can drop us some links as well, I'll make sure to share them out for people as well. Shari is watching from the US. Uh, I'm in the USA in Connecticut. I know you guys are having it rough right now. We are. So this is week four of lockdown, and we've just been told as well that that's probably going to get extended again until mid-March. Um, it's not great. So we are stuck indoors, leaving your house for only the essentials and daily exercise. Um, but it is what it is, and we've got to do our best because it's you know we're supporting the NHS. It's not a case of us going, oh, woe is me, I'm stuck in my house. It's a case of looking at it as the big the big picture, and we are doing this for the NHS. That's the purpose of it. Carol, me too, signed up for doing 2,800 squats for cancer in Feb. Wow, these, these are brilliant, guys. And there's me going, oh, God, I'm doing a couch to 5K. <laughs> just, okay. just running it up the sofa. And you guys are, like, putting in all this effort. <laughs> get, get in touch with all of these links for you guys raising money, and I will gladly put these out on the show. These are phenomenal efforts, guys. I absolutely love it. Hi, Shy. I have a friend in Johnston in Rhode Island. Oh, there you go. You're, you, you two can have a, a conversation between yourselves in the comments. Treat yourselves, guys. Have fun with it. <laughs> announcements. So I've got two announcements for you. No, I've got one announcement. The other one links in with the competition. So announcements. Just wanted to raise this. So before Christmas, we had guests on called the tippings we have the tippings family on and they raise money by putting on the biggest house light up show christmas light show thing in probably lancashire i would say 
and they raise money every single year. And obviously this year, because of COVID and the social distancing side of things and all of that lot, they were quite worried about how much money they would actually raise. Well, actually, I managed to pick up with Mark, uh, parents, uh, father of the Tippings, Mr. Tipping, and he had told me that it's been announced that they had raised over £25,000 for their chosen charities. And I think that is phenomenal work. So absolutely well done to the Tippings family who have raised that much money. That is a phenomenal effort. And I can't wait for Isaac's episode of The Takeover when that happens in March. More about The Takeover later on. Right now, it's time to talk about that competition. That's right, it's competition time. So I set a task for all of you guys to walk or run 50 miles in January. If you walked or ran 50 miles in January and you sent me a screenshot, I would give you for free an engraved medal, a personalized medal, just for completing it and sending them screenshots in. And then everybody who completed it and sent those screenshots in were all put into a prize draw to win some Spill It merchandise. We have got seven people so far who have completed the 50 miles. It is brilliant that you guys are doing this. It's absolutely phenomenal and there are more to come as well if you are completing if you are still wanting to complete this you still have time you've got until the end of this week so until sunday to get in your screenshots to show me that you've completed your 50 miles in january to get your free engraved medal of completion and then to be put into a prize draw as well more comments coming in. Samantha's here. Hi, Marcus. Hope you're well. I am very well. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you so much for joining as well. Carol saying well done to the tippings as well. Yeah. Keep those comments, guys. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. If you are wanting to get involved with the competition and you're wanting to send your screenshot, all you have to do is send it to my email address, marcus at spillit.uk, and you will be in the prize draw and you will get your medal. Right. Well, it is just about that time. It is 1940, and I've got a very, very, very short video to play to welcome our guest, our guest of honour, our legend. So, for those who don't know, Vinegar Strokes was in RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 1. I have got her entrance ready to play, and then we will bring her out. So here you go. Here is Vinegar Strokes' entrance on RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 1. One of my favourite queens of all time Miss Vinegar Strokes. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm very well. Hello, everyone watching. How are you? What a lovely intro. Oh, my God. Normally, I'm just like, here's someone off the telly who's on there for five minutes. Welcome. How are you? You just see me on the big screen now. So I'm like, oh, God, let me fix the heart. There we go. There we go. Yeah, we're looking right. You sort yourself out. You take your time. You oh, get all the time I'm, in the world. I'm giving it full like lockdown like like hair beard the whole shebang so yeah it's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. how, how are you are you okay 
I'm really well, thank you. I've just actually been sewing just now. I've been, I've been just, I've been trying to like not go mad in lockdowns. So I've just been like doing random little creative things. So I've just been sewing a dress. I've, I've, I've never sewed in my life. If you want to show, so um, this is my second dress I've ever made. It's, it's, it's coming, it's coming along very well. I'm, I'm hemming things. Um, you know, I thought hemming was was, was hemming way, but apparently hemming is a, a sewing skill. So yeah, um, can I just say I'm very excited for Carol's bottom as well. Two two thousand odd squats. You go, girl. I'm excited. I know. I know. <laughs> She's gonna have the best bum in the UK. I swear. <laughs> We want updates, Carol. We want to see bum. <laughs> we, want, we, we want like a before and after. Yeah, we want a before and after bum. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that kind of show. <laughs> Stephen Wilson saying hi, Miss Vinegar Strokes. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Stephen's one of our regulars. He's always watching. Oh, oh, lovely to meet you. Oh, there's Carol. She's she's blushing. She's hiding her face. She doesn't want. She doesn't want to do that. Oh. <laughs> well, Carol, please update us with those squads. It'll be absolutely epic for you yeah. to update us. So we literally just talked about uh, lockdown madness and all of that lot. What have you mm. been doing to keep yourself busy during lockdown? Oh God, I mean. I must say, I'll be very honest with you, I, I quite enjoyed the first lockdown. On lockdown one, I, I really kind of was like, do you know what? This is great. I've got a nice break. I can, um, hello, Danny. Um, I can, um, I can you know, re read my books. I can do some stuff. And I really kind of like got very creative in the, in the first lockdown. This one has been hard. It's been very difficult because it's kind of like, you know, you're busy. Like you start to kind of get into a routine of like, you know, doing stuff. I was doing a show like just, just beforehand. So I kind of got into the routine of that and it was snatched away. So um, it's taken me a couple of weeks to kind of get into a swing of a routine. So, so, so far I've just been like sewing a bit more. I've been um, like, I've been collecting Funko Pops. If you're familiar with those. Yes. Oh my God, they've, they've changed my life. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I love them. Um, so that's been quite fun. Um, I've, I've ordered some Lego that I've, I've got, got some Lego coming as well. I'm a big kid at heart. Like I love, I love a good toy. I love toys. <laughs> so um, I've, I've ordered some Lego that's coming soon. Um, cooking a lot. So just kind of like kind of keeping creative really during lockdown, but, but creatively doing random things like collecting and building Lego and sewing and that kind of stuff. So yeah, just kind of you know waiting for the for the moment we can go back to work and actually do do actual proper stuff. So I think that's. I think that's what has happened with um, with lockdown. I think it's brought out the creative side of people um, and sides that people didn't even know existed. I think we've I think as a as a country, we've kind of become as a people, as a race, we've kind of come become complacent with. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to go home, and that's it. And that's your routine. Whereas this has yeah. kind of made us think outside of the box and actually use our brains a lot more to think creatively. I think. Yeah, I think it's a case of um, finding a new way to connect with other people. Whether it be through stuff like this. My wife said your friend is lit. Thank you, wife. <laughs> um, so it's like um, it's like you know finding ways to connect with other people through stuff like this, uh, through podcasts. Everyone's bringing up with the, the amount of podcasts I've been asked to do. I'm like, gee. Jesus, I've, I've done 17 this week already. What are you about? Um, <laughs> podcasts, you know, little, little kind of 
TV bits and pieces, stuff stuff on YouTube, stuff on TikTok, um, and really using so social media um, as another way to connect with people in a different kind of way, but also connecting with yourself as well. Like, you know, like I said, like, oh, like in, in the first lockdown, I started painting. Like, I was literally, there's a few, there's a few paintings just up there, which oh, I, yeah. did, I did myself. And I was like, I'm just going to paint. And I, and I feel like sometimes it's good to kind of go back to kind of like your 15 year old self. Do you know what I mean? Like, what did I do when I was 15, which wasn't, you know, hang, hang about in the park with a bottle of white lightning. Um, you know, <laughs> what, 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 what did you, I'm that old. Uh, what did you enjoy? Do you know what I mean? Like uh, for me, I really kind of, kind of step back and go, what did I enjoy when I was younger? What kind of gave me um, a bit, a bit of joy in my day. And, and it was kind of doing a bit of painting, do, doing some Lego, doing this, doing that. So I've kind of least really stepped back. I really kind of step back 31 years or 21 years, however old I am. So yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> however old I am. <laughs> Who knows uh, anymore? <laughs> I want to rewind just a little bit. Um, you've got a Lady Gaga painting. Did you paint that? Yeah, I painted that, yeah. Serious? That is Where amazing. Is there, yeah. I just, yeah, I saw it. It was the first thing that I saw. That is yeah, absolutely so, epic. That's her art pop one. Thank you. Yeah, art pop, Lady Gaga, and then below that is Grace Jones as well. Um, that is I was just epic. Like, I'm just gonna paint and like it's just been it's actually been really good just to just to kind of come out of the first lockdown with stuff I can show like the paintings I did that book reckless journal as well have you heard yes. of that like, yes so I did that I was like I'm, I'm doing this because I, I always saw it. I was like I want to do that but I never have time to do anything so I was like I'm just gonna do it and it took me um I did like one page every day um for however long the book was um and it was great it, Joe it was great to wake up and have like a like a artistic routine and again, it's not kind of away from drag race and away from um, putting stuff out in public. It's for you. So yeah. I, it, felt, it felt quite nice for me not to have to do something creative, which was for someone else to judge and for someone else to see. I can just kind of go, if it was if it was shit, I could be like, oh, can, can I swear on this? I don't know. Well, if it was fucking shit, um, then... Um, <laughs> then like who cares because it's just for me it's for no one else if i like it that's that's the main thing so yeah speaking of the wreck my journal for those members in the audience audience the viewers and the listeners can you explain what wreck my journal is do you want me to show it to you yeah, let me grab it. yeah show us right here so basically so um kerry smith who's the author of the book um she she, she does a lot of books about like prompt books essentially so it's like art books creative books where you're, you're encouraged to take a prompt in the book and basically the goal is to wreck the journal so it's nice and pristine and the goal is to make it completely wreck it so that was my one there's, there's me in the front from old drag race and catwoman why not um i had I, I, I had all these random magazines i was like i'll just use that and it's and obviously in the first lockdown you couldn't really go out because you didn't really know what the rules were yet the rules were so i just kind of used what was around the house i just kind of and i literally just was like just started painting like this. They just said paint the front, so I did, and like I just did all these kind of random things. I I, I had to step on the book, so I decided to paint it. Uh, decided to do like a, a barista. This is the vinegar stroke shop. There's some sex toys in there. Why not? Um, and, um, <laughs> I, it's it's creative. Um, so yes, yeah, so I just kind of did did this book, and it literally it literally changed my whole outlook for the day because I, I woke up. Um, and I'm, you know, some people would would in setups. I, I was doing this, um, so, um, so yeah. So just for like, just from like a mental health kind of point of view, it really helped. Just kind of made me go, 
okay, relax, it's all good. And you're doing something, you know, that involves a bit of colour and creativity, which for me is, which for me is the best kind of like therapy in this kind of time when you're just kind of, you know, you, you don't know what's happening, you don't know when you can go back to normal life. Um, so yeah, so if you're, if anyone's ever stuck, I would recommend Wreck This Journal um, for everyone, like kids, adults, whatever, um, whatever you are, whoever you are, perfect. And they're not expensive either. I mean, I bought one for a friend of mine who was going through quite quite a bit of a dark time. And I thought, well, you need to get your mind off this. So what we'll yeah. do is that I'll buy you this. And essentially what it is, is that every single page gives you a different task to do to kind mm. of influence creativity and to get those yeah. creative juices flowing. And that's what I really, really love about it. And there's already people yeah. in the comments saying that it's really, really good and fabulous. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's the same price as a, kind of a normal book. Joe, you know I'll show you one, one, one of my, my favorite pages, and it's literally, oh, what is it? Um, that page is full of naked boys. That's naked men. That's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it prompted me to do something I really enjoy. What what is it? It was just literally a page where I just got the pen and I just scribbled all over it. And that and that was it. But it was so much fun just to scribble. When was when was actually scribbling on a piece of paper? When was that? When was the last time you actually I scribbled? know. For me, it was like, you know, primary school, you know, where you're yeah. like, yeah, just, just go nuts. So, yeah, this book I wouldn't recommend, I would absolutely recommend. It was like $8.99 standard book, but, but honestly, it was a lifesaver for lockdown one. Um, and I think now I'm just finding my kind of like this version's lockdown reckless journal thing, which is doing it more sewing and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's really yes. good. So, for anybody that wants one, it's called Wreck My Journal. You can get it from any Wreck, bookstore. Wreck This Journal. Wreck, wreck This, this journal. journal, sorry, yeah. Uh, wreck this journal uh you can get it from any bookstore and you can also get it on amazon and things like that there you go yeah wreck this journal wreck this journal right we normally so when uh the episode starts and i bring my guest out we normally play a game we've we've talked a little bit and now we're going to talk about creativity and your creative juices getting them flowing and speaking about oh, yes. your mind and all of that lot so we're going to play a bit of a game if that's okay with you oh lovely yes awesome so i don't like games darren <laughs> <laughs> i'm shit at games darren <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to play a little game that I like to call the five second rule. <laughs> That's right, it's five second rule time. So, for those who don't know, including my guests, what the five second rule is, I say name three somethings, and you have got five seconds to name three of those somethings. Is as easy as that. We have three rounds. I mean, we have only have ever had one person who has completed all three rounds. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready to play? Do I, do I need to take off an item of clothing if I get anything wrong? Is that is, is, no, is that no, no? We're not playing that. <laughs> we're not playing that type of game. <laughs> <laughs> we save that for uh, we first spill it Saturday night. So that's what Ca we do. Carol's like, I've got these squats coming just in case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome love it right here we go are you ready i'm ready okay name three things you do when no one is watching um i eat i cook and i have a bath well done yeah you you eat with uh with no one watching it depends what i'm eating oh, okay I'm, i get that i'll live to your imaginations <laughs> <laughs> right name three things you can find in your bedroom um funko pops um a vinyl player and vinyl records well done 
Two seconds left on the clock then as well. Gorgeous. Name three famous bold people. Um, the guy from MasterChef, Gail Porter. That was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's really bad. It's not. She, you know. <laughs> well, she is, but, you know, that's she... a good choice. <laughs> that's bad. Don't anyone tweet her that. I'm going to get cancelled. I'm going to get cancelled. <laughs> no, she, she's a famous bold person. She would say she it. She is. She is. She is. But yeah. is that bad? I don't know. No, nah, I, I don't think so. I think she class herself okay. as bold. Oh, yeah. RuPaul was bad. Danny, Danny said Ru- Ru- Danny said RuPaul, Ru- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Nice little segue for us as well. So speaking <laughs> of RuPaul, you were on RuPaul's Drag Race season one. I was, and I was just wondering yeah. if you could tell us a little bit about that experience. Oh my gosh. Um, it was absolutely mental. It's, it's, it's one of those experiences that you try and prepare as much as you can, but that all goes out the window because you're like, you can't you can't prepare for the unknown in that way. And you feel like you know what's going to happen because, you know, I've seen the show every year for the past hundred years and, <laughs> you know, and you and you feel like you know what, what the show's about. You feel like you know what's going to happen. Um, but when you're there in person, it's a completely different um, experience. But do you know what? It was so good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't change a bit. I mean, obviously, I would love to have gone further than I did. Um, I would lo- love to have done snatch game and whatnot. But like the time I had on there has been was absolutely amazing. And to come out and the kind of just the love and the, the love you receive of all the fans. Well, a majority of the fans. Obviously, the trolls out there are a bit weird. But um, you know, I think I think you know I've I've definitely managed to make something out of the show so far. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to kind of my my kind of second year in business as it were so it's kind of like okay cool what's what's gonna happen this year um off the back of the show and what's nice is um you know because a lot of people think oh uh we, we, if season one and se- season two is on now the the season one girls are all dead they're all, they're all gonna go but actually you know a lot of people are still interested in what we're doing and still kind of be engaged with what, with what we're doing uh so yeah it's just it's just it's just an amazing experience to have to be part of that that family now I think the difference, though, I think the people that say things like that obviously reflect on it from the American side of things. And I think us Brits are a lot different. We we like the representation of all mm. the all the all the queens that have come on to RuPaul's Drag Race mm. UK so far. And I, because obviously it's still new, like RuPaul's Drag Race season one, uh, as in the UK version, it's still new. You know, it was only yeah. last year. Um, yeah, it, it, it's still new. It's still something that we 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 do love, we do celebrate, and we do want to still see those queens, and we still will want to years down the line. And you know, as I say, we are. I think we're different from the the US types of yeah, fans. definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, I do I do think there is a bit of a give and take with. Um, you can tell who from my season um, is still kind of putting themselves out there. A few of them, have, I feel, have kind of. You know, been a bit quiet over the past few few months, and you know, un- understandably because obviously it's been quite work wise. But I think, um, you know, if you like, I said before, you know, there are, there are there are new ways and different ways that people are engaging with with, with drag, um, and it, if it's online or whatever, or through social media, people are engaging. I think it is down to that that individual queen to really push us out there. I think that's definitely yeah. what I've done. Um, and luckily enough for me, last year wasn't a, wasn't a dire year. Like I, I was still doing bits and pieces and working and uh putting content out and that kind of stuff but you are right in that i think 
the UK fans are so um, are so supportive and just so kind of want, wanting us to be built up and want and wanting us to to still do stuff. Going today, um, you know, we are there. We're going to be there entertainment for for them. So you know, they, they, they want us to be providing that that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, definitely. Danny uh, Shaw asked a question, which is one of the questions that I was going to ask as well. And you touched on it with Snatch Game. Who would you have done in Snatch Game? Oh my gosh! Um, I'll put, I'll put some clues out and see if I can guess. So, um, she loves a pot noodle. She's got the longest nails in show business, um, and she really wants you to goggle her box. <laughs> we'll leave that. Very, I think it was a really obvious clue, wasn't it? It's something yeah. Yes. <laughs> That was really uh, obvious. Yeah, 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 definitely. Go, uh, so, we're, so you were you talking about obviously your, your character from Gogglebox? Yes, yes. We did, well, I was going to do Sandra from Gogglebox, and um, yeah. So I'm I'm gutted that I didn't get to do her because because she was she was wicked. She was uh, she was a really good. I thought it was a really great ca- ca- characterization. You know, have you? I've considered trying to like create. I don't know, like a a video or. Uh, something of you as that character. And I actually that have. I actually have that. I did a little because um, when when the show was on, I was posting every week what what I would have worn for this challenge, this runway, um, and I did put out a little video of me kind of terrorizing people around London on the tubes and stuff, literally dressed as Sandra, pot noodle in hand. It's actually on my Instagram. So I might even repost it wow. at some point. Um, but yeah, um, it's, it's, it's on my, it's on my Instagram. Um, and I feel like, I feel like there is room to do like a kind of sketch, like a, like a celebrity spoof sketch kind of thing. Um, it's just kind of finding, obviously at the moment, no chance because I can't really go out, but, um, I think there is a, there's a kind of way to, to do that in some sort of sketch format. Sketch, sketch comedy is something I'm absolutely passionate about. So I would love to do something with that at some point if, if the opportunity arrives. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Danny says that she saw you at DragCon last year. It was amazing. Devastated it's not on this year. Oh, I'm devastated because of the money. Oh my God. I would be rich. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Apart, apart from that, I'm going because obviously DragCon's an amazing day. I don't, I, I don't know if you've been, um, but like I've been to New York and obviously at London as well. And it's such an amazing day. It's very tiring because you are just like, because you're, because like you're up, you're up at like five in the morning, late nights as well. Of like two days on the trot, but um, but you, it's such an amazing time to meet all the fans, for the fans to meet you, um, and again, like you're, you're meeting fans that you wouldn't you wouldn't ordinarily meet at a gig. So like, you know, if I'm if I'm doing um, you know, a, a late night gig in a in a in a bar or, or a club, I'm not going to meet you know the younger fans because they're just not enough to come in. So um, yeah, DragCon is an amazing day. I'm looking forward to it coming back and um, us actually having. Like a full-on like you know drag con experience again because it's so much fun um so yes I'm, I'm glad you came danny thank you for coming <laughs> so obviously drag con uh, you, you've got that platform because of rupaul's drag race mm. now obviously we all know that you don't just suddenly drop into drag and start doing rupaul's drag race and you have built a career using drag before rupaul's drag race and what i wanted to discuss with you is um, who is Vinegar Strokes and where yeah. did that name come from? 
Who is Vinegar Strokes? Okay, so uh, just for a bit of context and background, I was um, I trained in acting um, at drama school. Um, I graduated there in two thousand nine. So, so even though I've been performing since since I was a kid, like professionally, I've been like kind of pursuing a career in the entertainment field um, um, for you know, for the last ten. 10 odd years um and i only really started doing drag because all the, there was no auditions i was like i'm not really getting anything it's all kind of very, the competitions were very strong just to go for one role so um i started doing stand-up comedy and then the drag kind of came out from that essentially um and yeah and i and again like i just think through the way that i've always learned how to be an actor it's always been through uh, devising and improving character development and that kind of stuff it's always something I've always been quite drawn to. So um, drag was kind of an extension of that. You're just kind of creating a character and, and popping a wig and whatnot onto it. Um, you know, so for me, Vinegar was definitely someone who was, um, you know, repping London through and through, repping being working class, repping being black, repping just being, um, you know, a normal and kind of, kind of, kind of like that, that that woman from a normal place, but she's but she's definitely over the top and definitely you know um, extrovert in every kind of way. And actually, what's funny is, um, as much as I've tried to create like a character, which I think I have, a lot of it really comes from me. So a lot, a lot of time, I just say like it's me turned up by ten. Um, and that and that's quite interesting to work with because obviously when you go into certain gigs and certain shows, you you kind of change the guise of of, of what your direction is with with your persona in that, in that respect. So yeah, Vinegar is definitely just a really kind of loud extension of me, which is great. The name Vinegar Strokes, um, for those of you who don't know, um, a Vinegar Stroke is the face a man pulls just before he. Um, <laughs> Creams a cake, do you know? The, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no kidding, is there? But do you know what I mean, so, so, and I was like, "Oh, come face, that makes sense to me. Let's do it." So I literally just put the filthiest name, which doesn't sound filthy. It's only filthy if you know what it means. Like if you know what it means, just like vinegar strokes, sure. But um, I like that it wasn't a, a woman's name. I like that it was a bit more of like a like a like a title, like a brand. Um, and it was a comedy kind of name, uh, but very kind of niche comedy so yeah one of the things that you touched on was about theater and i want to i really want to talk about that because uh i've got a few future episodes going on about theater what is your mm. stance um on how theater is being treated at the moment oh it's i think it's a shame that it's not been given enough just enough effort to bring it back um and you know like i said you know i i, I was doing a west end show death drop um at, at the at, at the garrick theater we luckily had two weeks we had courtney act money exchange and a few other amazing um, drag artists from london and manchester in the show um so we, we were very lucky that we kind of got in at a time when we kind of opened just after that kind of second mini lockdown that we had we came out and went straight straight to the theater we had two weeks to do like a really great show some shows like like was it was it christmas carol that one uh literally did one show they bowed and they were unemployed again so wow. I, I feel i feel like there is a there is a big um there's just not much effort to to make theaters accessible because they are safe like like if you think about it 
I, I would feel much safer sit, sitting in a theatre watching a show um, with, with when, when every single person is wearing a mask, everyone's been te- temperature checked, all that kind of stuff on the way in, rather than go to somewhere like Primark where I'm walking past every other person who's not wearing a mask, who's not been te- temperature checked, um, and touching things. Because I feel a lot safer just sitting there you know, among, amongst people who have gone through the same entrance that I have. Um, so I feel like they're not seeing the, the fact that theatres have been safe and everything's clean um and it's just a shame that they're not that kind of the government aren't really kind of plowing money into the arts i think it's the arts in general which which are kind of suffering and i do worry that i do worry that theater is going to be the last the last industry that could get get back up and get back up on its feet um and i do i hope we don't see a lot of theaters closing not just in london but around the UK, you know, because there's some gorgeous theatres all, all over the place. And I do hope that a lot of the kind of in, in, independent spaces don't get closed down and don't get kind of forgotten about because they're, they're important to, to, to each community. You know, what's important in, in, in your community up north is, is going to be the same as it is in Scotland, same as London. I mean, there's, it's, I think it's important to keep, keep these places open as, as best as they can. So Definitely. Thank you for that. Nag has asked a question as well, linking into theatres. Do you plan to do any more theatre in the future when we can go back, when we can get back to theatres? Oh, I hope so. Um, so Death Drop, that I, which, which I was doing in town, um, I mean, from from we keep getting the odd email saying uh, we can't come back the date we said we would because of this. I was like, yeah, we're still in lockdown, of course. So fingers crossed that will come out. Um, I'm hoping to put out a tour, like a solo tour, next year. Now uh, we were we were hoping to do it this year, but it's just been it's just like tits up, isn't it? So uh, my, myself and my team that I'm working with, we're like, okay, let's try and get it out for next year. So that's something I'm kind of working towards. So there's definitely a lot of theatre coming. It's just as and when. Uh, um, and also the right project for me as well. Unless, unless it's my own project, I want it to still be a project that I'm quite passionate about, and um, you know, and I want to actually do as well. So fingers crossed, there'll be more theatre in the future, especially about, especially touring as well. I love touring, so yeah, we'll see. Going back into the drag questions, have you got any good tips for makeup? My daughter loves how you do yours. You're asking me, okay. <laughs> 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 um well normally I just get I just get some crayons and do that and then bang, I'm ready. Um I would say um the biggest tips that I've got, because I'm not a makeup artist, like I know how to do my own makeup and that's through trial and lots of error. Um and I've kind of finally got to a place I'm like, oh that's good. And even then I'm still trying to, you know, still trying new things out and whatnot. I think that's always a good thing, is trying new things out to see what works on your face. Um, you know, so, sometimes you might see um, you know, a, a picture of say who, who has a lot of makeup Kim, Kim Kardashian just say you might look at her and go oh my god her makeup's amazing but her makeup um, and her skills are so tailored to her face that sometimes it doesn't work it doesn't translate onto, onto other faces as well so especially if you're young as well you don't need to have that much slap on so um, you know old, oldies like us get, get it wrong <laughs> but I would say um, you, know, you know practice 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 
try new things, try colors, uh, don't be afraid of glitter and color. And also like, um, you know, don't be afraid to make errors as well. Cause I think if you try and be perfect every time, you actually don't progress with, with your makeup. Um, and if makeup's also a passion for her, you know, um, don't be afraid to see what, what, what career options are out there. You know, if there's, if there's, if there's a passion for her, for her makeup and she wants to do, you know, and to be a makeup artist herself, you know, Try, try, try doing the whole like retail side, or try, try doing theatre or drag makeup. I mean, just have fun with it. I suppose it's have it's having fun and not being not being so like helping on making it perfect. You know, you know it it it's paint. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be um, fun. So yeah, definitely. Danny has asked, are you going to be planning on doing any tours up north? Up north. Up, up north, up north. Up north. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like as soon as um, my my solo show, I definitely want to tour around the whole UK and hopefully Europe as well. Um, as I said, like I love coming to like Manchester, Liverpool, like, all, all the big. I, I, obviously, I live in Liverpool, so I'm very much like a northern at heart. I think. Um, so yeah, so so if I can get up north and um, and do some shows, absolutely. So it's just as and when, as and when. With regards to so slotting sl nicely back into RuPaul's Drag Race, mm. um, with regards to RuPaul's Drag Race, have you got something that you could tell us that not many people might know about with regards to either season one as a whole, your experience with the other uh, queens that were on your season, anything like that? Any juicy somethings? Oh my God. Um, something Wong ate everyone's breakfast pretty much. I remember <laughs> we came down and um, we, and we ordered our, our sandwiches for the day, our little breakfast. And who was it? Someone, I think it was like maybe Gothy or someone. Someone was like, Where's my bacon sandwich? And, they, and something Wong was like, I don't know. Uh, so she literally ate everyone's food. Um, I suppose in the workroom, I think a lot of people don't realise how much time we actually have to get ready, and there's no time. So, like, on the first episode, when we had to go from two looks, I think we had maybe two hours to get ready for the first look. And bear in mind, some people take, like, three, four hours to get ready. So it's kind of a case of going to get ready very very quickly and then for the second look we legit had about, about half an hour 45 minutes for that second look and i for me i actually went from having like this weird like silver thing that i made up i was like i don't know what i'm doing so i just made up this kind of silver forehead thing and um and I um and I was like, okay, I've got half an hour to go from that into into a brand new face. Had to literally take everything off and then put it all back on again. And, wow. um, and then but that's not just makeup; that's also costume, wigs, everything. So so I think people don't realise like when they say it's a race, it's a race. Like there's there's legit no time. And obviously that's part of the challenge as well. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's time management is a big challenge. So um yeah, it was very much that. I think that's what people don't realise. What have you taken from Drag Race into your career after Drag Race? Um, oh my god! Well, I've taken some lovely sayings. Hodgepodge and Total Slag are like, are like you know, bringing lots of money in, which is great. Like merch and whatnot. Um, I think. It's so funny because for me, Drag Race was such a long time ago. Like, like but we filmed it March two thousand nineteen. So you know, it was it was wet over a year ago, well, well over a year ago that we did it. So for me, it was, it's like, oh my God, um, you know, 
yeah, it'd be two years in March when we filmed it. So yeah. for me, it was so long ago. But obviously, if everyone else is watching it, and I still get messages now from people like, I've just seen you on Drag Race. I'm like, have you just seen it? <laughs> um, so for me, I think when I initially came out, I definitely knew what I wanted to work on, which was mainly just kind of makeup and clothing. Like, like the performance side personality had it already. Um, for me, it was just kind of like, how, how, how am I going to look? How, how do I want to look as a, as a, as a drag? queen um so i think for me it's just kind of that essence of evolving and always kind of working on yourself and just always kind of bring out the, the best version of yourself because like i because the person i see on on the tv show i see someone who who had done drag for relatively a short amount of time compared to say like bagger and vivian and davina who've done it for 100 years um you know i'd only been doing it for like say five years and it was still kind of on and off as well it wasn't like my full-time thing um so i was i'm so proud of what i see on on that show because i'm always like you know what that's great for, for for what you knew at that point it's great now if i went in now with what i know and what i do now i think it would be a completely different story but um yeah, it's. I think it's that essence of involvement and really kind of, you know, investing in yourself in that way. Would you go back uh, to do like an all star season? Hey, if the if the phone call came, yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's such an amazing. I, I'm I'm a fan of the show first and foremost. I think um, you know I'm not just someone who went on there just to be like, right, I'll go on this and this will be this will be everything sorted. I'm like, I'm a fan of the show. I I think All, All Stars is actually my favorite like franchise out of the whole franchise um so yeah so if they had like a like a uk all-stars um you know there's lots of um there's lots of people saying oh they're gonna do a uk one they're gonna do america versus uk they're gonna do a a, a eurovision star one who the hell knows like mm. i have no idea what they've got in their minds um but yeah if if if, if i got a call i'll be like yes yeah, if, if i'm available i'll do it <laughs> so yeah <laughs> what do you think this is samantha's question what do you think Hi, is the samantha. best what do you think is the best UK Pride you've been to? My daughter has been going to Blackpool Pride since she was very little, and she absolutely loves it. It's an amazing atmosphere. Oh, my God. Do you know what? Every Pride I've been to, I've only been to three Prides around the, around the UK. So, obviously, London, Brighton, and Manchester. So, I've only been to three of them. Manchester was a weird one because we had just got announced, and we were just doing, like, floats, and, um, you know, we were literally all over the place. It was crazy. So, I've not been there I've not been to Manchester Pride without being known, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, that one was really great. I feel Manchester's got a really great vibe to it. I feel like the the whole kind of gay scene is so, like, it's so lifted up and there's, you know, you can't swing a dick without hitting a gay person <laughs> going, hi! <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, so, hey! so, um, so God, I'm so sorry. Carol, I love I'm it. So I love it. I'm just going to... Carol, I'm gonna Car Car Carol's now squatting like mad. What are you talking about? <laughs> She's squatting like mad. I'm thinking of merch ideas of like the t-shirts and just dicks swing being swung around. Just swing a dick. Um, <laughs> dildos. Hey. So, um, so yeah, I 
<laughs> so um, Manchester's great just for the energy, and plus Canal Street's amazing as well. And you know, yeah. it's just it's just literally crazy. Uh, Brighton was amazing just because you got to sit in a park all day, and it's just like sit in a park. You might get Britney Spears or Kylie Minogue or someone really famous <laughs> come on the main stage. When I went, it was it was Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, because because I was totally off my tit drunk, a little bit high as well, a little bit that, um, just a little bit. Um, I um, I literally was like, I was like, why is Liza Minnelli here? I, w- I was convinced it was Liza, but it was Carly Rae Jepsen. Convinced it was Liza. Um, but then London, of course, is London, my hometown, um, and it's got that kind of vibe of, you know, party in the streets kind of vibe. So they're all really different. What's been my favourite? Oh, I feel like Brighton has been my favourite one only because I was with a lot of my friends in the park. I think I pulled as well, which was great. I think I think I got a couple of snogs, which was nice. So yeah, I think Brighton's been my favourite. But then London is obviously my hometown, and Home. I work and and I, and I work a lot in in London one as well. So that that helps. So yeah. <laughs> Wife has asked about your tours. Are you coming for shows up north or beyond the wall? Beyond the wall? Scotland. Oh, Scotland. Oh, my God. I, do you know what? Can I just say, I, I, is Whiteford from Scotland? Is that? Yeah, he's in Glasgow. Oh, my God. I love Scotland so much. Like, honestly, I had a moment, I was like, should I just move to to Scotland? Like, I literally was like, I've got friends in Glasgow. I was like, should I just move to Glasgow? Because I absolutely, like, love it here. Um, And I always get, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of men in in Scotland in general. I don't know what it is, but they go mental. (laughs) They go absolutely, they go back to crazy. I'm like, oh, great. Maybe I should move here. Um, uh, Absolutely. Like, Get me into Scotland immediately. Like, I'm hoping to, again, like, there's no plans as just yet. There's, there's nothing like set in a diary. But, like, if I can get to, like, literally Glasgow, Edinburgh, oh, God, the Edinburgh Fringe, I love it so much. Um, no, if I can get to anywhere in Scotland, I'm there. Because I, I absolutely love it up there. It's the best. It's great. Danny has asked a question as well. Have you kept in touch with any of the other queens? So I'm assuming from your season. From my season, yes, I've kept in. Well, yeah, um, I, we, we've got a little WhatsApp group that we all um chip into. I I, I always miss the messages because because I'm always like kind of doing stuff. I always like just keep keep my phone like away from me, so there'll be a big chat happening. I'm like, oh, I've missed the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all kind of still work together now and again for certain gigs. I'm actually doing a thing with Vivian tomorrow with Vivian and Tia and Veronica. We're doing like a little um stream thing on Facebook tomorrow. Um, so yeah, so you know. I see him when I see him. A lot of my best friends are all on season two. So I'm much closer to like Tia Coffee and Veronica Green. Green. We're like three like amigos. Um, so we're all very close. Um, but yeah, like, you know, um, I've got a, a lot of time for you know, Davina and Crystal. Um, so they're probably the two. I'm blue as well. They're, they're probably the three that I'm like closest to um out of my season but yeah you know i'm you know i'm a big champion of all of them i think what, what everyone's doing is amazing um and yeah i just i just think it's do you know what it's just nice that everyone bar a couple of people um are, are actually still doing things and, and putting things out there um and you know the more the more queens on on telly and in industry is is better for everyone really so yeah 100 percent with regards to season two, obviously you you told us who your, your your closest friends are. Can you uh, let us know who you're rooting for? 
Uh, well, I'm straight up written for Tia and Veronica, straight up. Um, for me, I, even though even though they are like my, my best mates, I can't help but think that they're just hilarious. Like they're talking heads, and I, and I don't ever go by the runway really. I I always go by the talking heads and like them just as personalities because that. If I'm going to buy a ticket to someone's show, I'm not going to see someone's outfit. I couldn't exactly get monkeys. Just wear, wear, wear a, boohoo, a boohoo dress. And I, as, as long as you're funny and you can sing, or if you can't sing, but you're funny and you're going to make me laugh and I'm going to get my, my money's worth out of you. That's all I want. Um, so for me, Tia and Veronica are the two that are giving me... Oh, and Lawrence Chaney. That, that, those are the three that are giving me like... Oh, I would go and see your show. I would pay to watch your show. Um, but again, like, I've worked with half of these. Like I've worked with Tace, I've worked with Estina, worked with Bimini, Ginny Lemon. Um, who else is on there? Oh my God, uh, Sister Sister. I've judged in a couple of competitions myself. Um, so do you know I mean, it's weird because I know I know a lot of them, um, and it's and it's that kind of thing that makes me go oh i'm rooting for all of them anyway but i suppose my 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 big kind of natural attraction would be towards veronica and tia and not and not even because they're my mates because i just find them hilarious on there so yeah with regards to rupaul's drag race as a as a whole um and the art of drag what we're going to do what i'm wanting to do is kind of switch things up a little bit for anybody that's wanting to go forward with a challenge we talked about it before with like shows like the x factor and britain's got talent and things like that people have got talent and they on they want to showcase it but they don't necessarily get the opportunity to go onto these reality tv shows what advice would you give to those types of people who want to pursue something like this but don't necessarily get those types of opportunities um First of all, I think it's a case of of just always like pursuing what what your passion is. Um, you know, I know I know it's a shame that people think that the, the be all and end all is to is to go on to drag race or go into a TV show because it's really not. I mean, for me, um, if you take me if you take the drag away and just take me as an actor, um, you know, a lot of people would say that the be all and end all would be to do West End or to do TV or do or to do a film, whatever. I only got my got my West End break after ten years. Now a lot of people will be like, oh, 10 years, give up. Do you know what I mean? It's you know, if you if you've not done the, the biggest thing, it's probably not gonna happen. But for me, I've always been interested in the in the art form and creating, you know, and and obviously the, the the stage whatever building the stage is in is just it's just an added bonus you know where, you know to me I treated Jamie and Death Drop the same way I would treat a show at, in a in a little pub theatre in at, at the Fringe Edinburgh you know for me it's the same kind of thing because you know you know take take away the budgets take away the lights and take, take everything you're just someone in a room creating and telling a story and i and i think it's a shame that the be one end all for a lot of drag queens at the moment is to go on to drag race um not saying that it's a it's a bad thing it's a great thing to, to strive towards but if you don't if you're the sort of person who who don't who doesn't get the opportunity and bear in mind like we don't know how many seasons there will be a drag race there could be there could be three seasons and it's done we don't we just don't know um you know i think it's a case of just following that passion through and there are so many so many platforms and opportunities you know that don't necessarily have to be drag race there are plenty of queens like in america um like vicky vox who's a, who's a 
massive yes. drag drag star in in America. Um, and she and she's literally turned down Drag Race about four times. Um, and she's and she's done West End. She she's she's done most stuff in, in LA and that kind of stuff. Um, and it's and again, I think that's a prime example of going. Do you know what? It's not a case of doing drag because I want to do drag race. It's doing drag because I'm passionate about drag. You know, I'm pretty sure Sa Sally Sue, who's baking a cake, isn't going, if I bake this cake, I'll be on Bake Off. She just wants to bake a fucking good cake. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, so for me, it's just a case of, it's just a case of, um, you know, always pursuing that passion. I know if I, if I didn't do drag race, I would still be doing drag. Because because I, I love it and I th and I th and it's great, um, you know. And like and before, like I, I've said this on on a couple of other interviews. When I applied for Drag Race, I just I didn't even apply to get on. I just applied to kind of just throw my name in the ring. Be like, I'm not ready just yet, but I will put my name in so you know who I am. So when you're when you're when you're casting season two or three, you, you'll know who I am. That was literally my mindset. I did not apply to get on. And obviously it happened as it did. But um yeah, I think it's I think it's doing it because you love it and not doing it because you want to just go on drag race. Because I think if you're doing it just to go on drag race, you're kind of missing the point of what drag really is. Because drag race is in the ultimate uh, theme of it, drag race is a tiny, a tiny theme into what drag actually can be. And I think drag drag race has definitely um expanded that. And help and help to go over places, but you no, know, the roots of it, the bare roots of it, are elsewhere. So yeah, just just fo fo follow the passion. <laughs> yeah, these these reality shows have they've helped to grow a platform and put people uh, give people a platform essentially. However, it's not the, it's not the end game. It's not like it shouldn't be the, something that you think. No, and, I want to do this because of this. I want to do this because this is for me, and I want to have yeah, fun doing this. And look and look at how many people from every every one of these reality TV shows. Um, the Voice, I think, is is a prime example. The most amazing winners have come out of that show. Not one of them has, has released an album or done anything after that. Um, that that we know of, you know. Obviously, with X Factor, you know, you you can kind of well the early days you can kind of win it and you can kind of build that career. But the voice, even from day one, I'm like, where's the first winner? She was amazing. Where the hell is she? <laughs> you know. So so just because you go into a TV show and you might win it or do badly or hit in the middle, whatever. Um, it's not what you're doing on the show, it's what you're doing afterwards, you know, and that's that's the only reason why I've been able to to work as much as I have and do some amazing things because I put the work in afterwards, you know, so yeah. Stephen, we are going to start wrapping up the show. Stephen has said, oh God, you need to come back on for another visit. You're so funny. Oh, I agree. cheers, babe. <laughs> I agree, Is, you should definitely, definitely be coming back on at some point. I, I am single as well, so if there's any um, hot men... <laughs> Slipping to your DMs. Any excuse? Absolutely love it. Love it, love it, love it. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. If you are a male and you want to, uh, you are single, you are also single. Obviously, ladies can slip in, but I will just have a cup of tea, really. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Carol. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, Carol. <laughs> oh, I'm dying here. Right, brilliant. So, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Grinder. Um, I. Am... <laughs> 
<laughs> and you can find me um by the bins out back. No, um no uh, no um so Instagram um is the, the only vinegar strokes um and Twitter the only vinegar. I'm now on TikTok. Um what's the, the name on TikTok is I I became a total slag. I was like, I'll just do that. People will get involved with that. Um, and yeah, and I, hopefully some more stuff. I'm doing some more stuff with World of Wonder as well. So I'll be back on YouTube doing some recap shows. And um, yes, there's lots of stuff on the way. But if you get me on social media, you get all the all the exclusives. And finally, have you got... Uh, so at the end of every show, I give my guests the opportunity to give a quote. It can be something that they have made up themselves. It could be something that they've heard that just re- they really, really like. But it should be something that people should take away from today's episode. And I'm just wondering if you could share some final thoughts uh, and finish off with your quote. Yeah, um, I think I think I just said it actually randomly. Um, you know, it's not it's not what you do on the show; it's what you do afterwards that's important. Um, and I really live that live by that. Not just no, the show doesn't need to be drag race or a TV show. The show, the show could be a big opportunity, it could be a job, it could be, you know, educational. You know, you you might have a degree which you're like, oh, I could have done that better. But if you're pursuing that passion still, you're doing stuff afterwards um, and putting yourself out there. That's the main thing because you know your, your CV of life is more. I think is actually more valuable than oh wow, you can so address and you. Who cares? Do you know what I mean? Um, if you're if you're great at what you do and you and you're showing it, that's the main thing. So keep it up, I say. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Vinegar, for joining us this evening. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. It's been hilarious as well. I've really enjoyed it. Oh, I'm glad. I, I've been in stitches all the way through. Uh, we oh, will have a bit. Of... You see a doctor. Bad <laughs> <laughs> jokes. Great dad jokes. <laughs> I love dad jokes. They're the best kind. Yeah, yeah. Carol has dropped a comment as well. Uh, she uh, will. She said to. She says you can join me for some squats. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> and then and then and then we'll have some cake afterwards. All right. <laughs> Just to really. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Right, well, it is that time. Uh, what I'm going to do, Vinegar, is that I'm going to uh, pop you into the backstage area and then I'm going to wrap up the show. So oh, uh, if, you, if you'd just like to say your goodbyes. Bye, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> See you again soon. Thank you so much. Right, guys, thank you so much for joining. That was, you. I'm sure you'll agree, that was an absolutely epic show. Amazing, 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 amazing. Right, it is the end of the show. Thank you so much for joining Next week's show, I have got the amazing Cameron McDonald on the show, a choreographer and director from London. He will be coming on the show to talk about his work that he's been doing through lockdown and choreographing different routines and things like that. And we're actually going to exit using one of his videos that we're going to be discussing next week all around the arts and saving the arts, which is what we, me and Vinegar were talking about earlier as well. Don't forget as well, we have got the takeover happening in March. The takeover is an opportunity for you guys to get involved and take over Spill It. If you want to come on the show as the host and you want to host your own episode, then you can do. All you have to do is get in touch with me, get in touch via my email, drop me a message on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you use your social media, and you can take over an episode of Spill It. My name is Marcus Wright. You can find me on all social medias. And when I am not doing this show, I run a little dance exercise class called Dance X. And you can find that. And we do two weekly sessions 
We do two sessions a week on Facebook Live, and it's a completely free session. You can find that at www.facebook.com forward slash Preston. If you wanted to support this show and support the things that I do, you can. You can get T-shirts and hoodies with the Spill It logo. You can get things like this one. Everyone is gay. Hashtag everyone is gay. You can get that T-shirt. You can get other ones as well. There are laws available. All you have to do is drop me a message, and I will sort one out for you. If you don't want any of the merchandise, that is fine. You can drop a donation to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash spill it, where you can donate as little as a pound. And that money is used to help with the competition prizes, with to get uh, to build Spill It as a brand and to get the Spill It events, which should be launching in 2021, should the government allow it. If not, that money will get rolled over for 2022 and we will launch our Spill It events next year as well. If you don't want to spare your uh, spare your money, which is fine, you don't have to. You don't have to spend money to support me. You can also leave a review. You can go onto the Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash spilling it, and leave a review. That allows other people to know what Spill It is all about. And if you are listening to this via Apple Podcasts, then you can also leave a review via Apple Podcasts as well. And that takes us to the end of the show. Thank you so much. We are going to go out with the video from Cameron McDonald. It's a really nice video about saving the arts. So for me, it's bye for now. <laughs>